What's going on, Bromelia Earhart? Hope you had a wonderful day. It is Wednesday here, December 15th, 2021. It's your boy, Jerry, the TR expert, a.k.a. the Fitness General Washington. Of course, we use the Fitness General moniker when uh, we have an interview. So this is the second of three parts of the interview we had with Momenta Chiropractic. And today was an interesting uh, uh, part of the episode. I, actually, I think I alluded to it in the last episode because it was I thought it was in this edit, or I thought it was in the last edit, but it's in this edit. We talked about movement. We talked about awareness, how it's important to not only have awareness in your, uh, your movement, but also in your emotions. And it all kind of boiled down to feeling it out and not judging yourself and having control in all your movements and having awareness in what your body's doing at any uh, any point in time. Not necessarily like what your heart or your stomach's doing, but like what your movement is uh, is like. Uh, we also talked about uh, common issues that patients come in. I actually laugh because uh, <laughs> uh, jo- Dr. Joanna was actually talking about something called sloppy knees, and I had to crack, <laughs> crack up about it because it's just something that she... Uh, was saying that you know that can happen you know so <laughs> you'll understand a little bit more when you listen to the episode of course you really want to tune in because there's a surprising fact about stretching that I actually didn't even know uh, actually I said I alluded to it in the last episode again uh, <laughs> I'm aware more of the cuts this time because I paid special attention and took special note and made sure I took notes after uh you know, editing. Last time I just kind of edited it, but this time I actually took notes. And yes, I do know that we have a surprising fact about stretching. And I do know for a fact that this episode is mostly about awareness and controlling your movements. All right, without further ado, let's go and get it underway. Episode number 34 of the General Fitness Company cast. Second part of my interview with Momenta Chiropractic. Let go! Well, so yeah. yeah, you know, there are people that we can reach out to to be able to oh, yeah. refer. Yeah, yeah. Building yeah. off that a little bit, one concept that I think that we're talking about all the time in the clinic um, is awareness and, you know, just bringing your awareness to, of course, your movement throughout the day and your postures throughout the day, but also, you know, your mindset and, and how you're feeling like emotionally and physically so that you can, you know, incorporate that into to this process of getting better. Because I think the more that you are aware, the more harmony you'll bring into your life, you mm-hmm. know, it's, yeah. So that's... um awareness is definitely a uh, concept that we're talking about a lot within the clinic. Yeah. Too. And, and even especially with regards to what you do is sometimes I feel like the people who seek out what we do specifically mm-hmm. are people who already have joy for movement, you know, yeah. or find joy in movement. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, they're coming to us and all that stuff may be going on. It's just like, Hey, I'd like just 
go back and work out, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, throw that back into your life and into your routine. And, and that's why we're grateful for, you know, you and fitness professionals in general to, to keep people moving. Um, yeah. yeah. Or maybe they hate movement and suddenly when they become aware, they start to enjoy it again. Yeah. Do you have clients like that actually? Do you have a few clients like that at all? I would definitely say that half of our battle in the clinic is, you know, just getting people to comply with, you know, any home, <laughs> yeah. home homework that we're giving them, any home exercises, you know, there's always a spectrum. So you have some patients that are going to be on top of it and, mm -hmm. you know, really like trying hard to get the exercises right and, and try and speed up their healing process. And there's others that we have to keep modifying, modifying, modifying to adapt to their lifestyle just to make sure that they get it in. So, you know, Believe it's it or always, not, our, 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 you know, model is based around seeing people as few times as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're trying to make them, you know, build up their toolbox and be able to handle their pain or whatever it is on their own. And Sometimes, you know, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's the same with, it's actually the same with me, you know, it's like, I guess with anybody, you know, it's like, if you're trying to help people out, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people, I mean, like if we were giving away free candy, it would be, it'd be easy, right? Everybody would be, <laughs> everybody would be doing it all day. Yeah, but you know, and when it comes to actually putting in work and stuff like that, it is a little bit, um, it can be challenging for some, because yeah. obviously it's not everybody's interest or cup of tea, but everybody is interested in feeling better, right? Yeah. So that's why they go and see you. So um, speaking of work and stuff, I was actually thinking about this as you were talking. Is there like, you do see um, mostly sport, you know, people with sports or movement backgrounds for the most part. So is there like a typical thing that you see that comes in? Or is there something that you see that most athletes or so to speak have that uh, is like a recurring injury for not not with that individual person, but like across the board, like say for instance, maybe like a, a tennis person might have like some elbow stuff, but do you see other things like maybe, um, you know, I'm just not mentioning right now? Yeah. I, I think, well, I mean, being chiropractors, I feel like a lot of people know us as uh, treating back pain. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say like, that's, that's definitely a big one. And it's also interesting because I, I feel like in practice, uh, things kind of come in waves. And so recently, like we had two people that both came in with like tennis elbow. No, it's so interesting that you use that example. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like yeah. been so common recently. Yeah. Tennis elbow. Yeah. Tennis I, both, elbow. both from, uh, yeah. Golf. Yeah. But tennis Wait, elbow. Tennis elbow golf? Yeah. So tennis elbow is, it's a lateral epicondylitis, which is like the extensor okay. uh, tendon. Um, golfer's elbow is medial, uh, mm -hmm. or like the, the side of the elbow. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, it's usually like the front hand Mm -hmm. ends up developing that like you know outside mm -hmm. elbow pain which is just by term called tennis elbow so it's like mm -hmm. tennis elbow is more common in golf than golfer's elbow they just you know call it different things because <laughs> of them, you know? but I, I guess yeah the, the thing i think that we see most commonly i mean i think it's what like an estimated 80 percent of people will develop back pain at some point in their lives mm -hmm. whether or not it's you know serious or whatever it's like people people experience it all the time so one of the things that we see all the time uh, that we constantly work with patients on is like core bracing and breathing techniques, mm. um, teaching people how to uh, actively, you know, engage their core in a way that helps to take some, you know, mm -hmm. some pressure off of the back. Um, and, yeah, Joe just had a new patient this morning that, you know, essentially kind of focused on the same thing. I don't know if you want to share a little bit about the, the yeah, case. Please do. If, if please do. I mean, if you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, no yeah it's yeah. no problem. Yeah. She's had a chronic back issue for a long time, kind of threw it out while moving a box, which is, you know, mm -hmm. typical. Yeah. It's kind of not bracing the core properly and the like, combination of flexing the spine forward and then like a twisting rotation can, you know, just cause like a moment of instability where you just suddenly get that, like that twinge, that sharp pain that, you know, suddenly you, you lose your breath quickly because you're just yeah. like so shocked by this pain. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's really no like red flags with her exam, nothing screaming at me as far as, you know, no nerve involvement, no pressure like issues or, um, you know, disc, disc injuries. Yeah, it's, it's really, it comes down to her ability to stabilize her spine. So when, you know, going through her rehab, it's a lot of breathing, a lot of bracing, a lot of core activation, glute activation, opening up, mobilizing the hips. Um, yeah, we see that all day long. Okay. It's like nothing. So is there like a typical, say for instance, a typical like treatment plan, I should, I should say? Like, is there something like you're saying, like you're teaching them to brace their core, um, strengthen their hips and mm -hmm. other things. Also, right? <laughs> but is there a, like a, like a, I guess a treatment plan, like this is for X injury or is it, this is for Y injury? Or is there like more so like 
you just say, see what's going on and you treat them as such. Or is it a combination of the two? Yeah, yeah a combination of all of them. I think um, it definitely depends on the individual, you know, like which postures, which movements are bothering them because it's going to be a little bit different for everyone, you know, like, uh, like which direction, whether whether it's flexing forward or extending backwards for different patients, like even just those two details are going to change, you know, okay. the course of your treatment plan quite a bit as far as, you know, what we're prescribing as rehab. Um, yeah, but treatment wise, it, it's uh, like I wouldn't say that it's definitely not one size fits all mm -hmm. as far as, you know, how long it's going to take or, um, you know, what what to expect for each person individually. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I think most of like our, our low back stuff, especially, I mean, again, it depends on the severity. If it's been there for years and years and years, sometimes it takes a little bit longer to change. But mm -hmm. for some of those like acute flare ups, mm -hmm. we're usually able to get results pretty quick. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of it is, I mean, one based on whatever our patient's goal is, if they're trying to get back to something, and if they have a time frame to do it, then a lot of it is going to kind of be based around that. Um, but otherwise, I mean, we kind of use a lot of different like functional outcomes for it. And so throughout the course of care, we want to make sure that they're able to, you know, it's like, hey, like when you got up this morning, do you have any pain? Uh, you know, it depends on the types of activities that cause their pain. We use that to determine how they're moving through. And then once they're able to, you know, accomplish their goal without pain, then, you know, our, our job is kind of done and we pass them off. <laughs> pass them off and say, all right, go train yeah. with someone or something. So yeah. the reason why I asked that, because I was thinking like, is there something that you could provide for listeners? It's like maybe three specific exercises for low back for pain. Sure. You know, like you see those yeah. like articles all the time. Is there like, yeah. I, and I was actually thinking you know, like specifically, since you just said, mentioned the tennis, I mean, a lot of people are kind of doing the tennis. So I was thinking like, what, what are like maybe three exercises or three things maybe you can use as precautions uh, mm -hmm. to help prevent or treat mm -hmm. tennis elbow? Actually, we have a, we just launched a YouTube channel recently where we'll be actually throwing up a couple uh, of those rehab videos that we actually use. It's funny you mentioned the tennis elbow stuff too, because I literally just uploaded that this week. Perfect. Um, so wait, where can they find that? So it's uh, Momenta Chiropractic on YouTube. Um, you can also go to our website, uh, momentachiropractic.com. Um, and then under the patient resources tab, we have a link to the YouTube channel where every single week we're uploading new uh, rehab exercises that we just, we pretty much use those uh, for our patients to be able to reference. And so specifically on that channel, there's, um, you know, when it, it should be said, if you have pain, like it's good to get it checked out, right? <laughs> just kind of jumping right into some of the exercises. But, your position. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it comes to like pre preventing like tennis elbow, there's uh, isometric exercises uh, that you can do for the, or the wrist extensors, the ones that lift your wrist up. Um, there's also ones that you can do for the wrist flexors and we show a banded exercise for that. And then uh, Joanne actually has a, a couple on there for, we, we did a couple on some of the breathing techniques and the bracing techniques that we mentioned earlier. So mm -hmm. that's on there. And then a glute bridge exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably some of the most researched um, and supported exercises for low back pain would be like a, a glute bridge, a, a dead bug, and oh. um, yeah. <laughs> and bird dog, or um, which is essentially upside down dead bug. Uh, and yeah. then some variations of planks, like some side planks. And yeah, 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 those I think would be, that's like, they're called the McGill Big Three. It's like a very researched um, little subset of exercises that yeah. I think are probably some of your best as far as preventing low back pain or even like warm up to exercise. I think that they're a really great um, little trio to do for healthy back yeah. uh, support. So. so is there like a specific, like you said, warm up for exercise. So like, are you, there's so many philosophies nowadays <laughs> that people are talking about, just go all out, don't even worry about warm ups. We talk about like, uh, you know, do a dynamic warm up. Some people talk about like static stretching. Obviously, you know, my my take on it is that you should have some kind of dynamic warm up that more or less uh, mimics what you're going to be trying to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but is there anything that you would say, like you know, from your standpoint as a chiropractor, that's something that might? I mean, obviously, like you said, everybody talks about the spine when they talk about chiropractors. Is there something that, as from a chiropractor standpoint, that people should be uh, focusing on uh, for you know whatever activity? Yeah, well, I mean, just building off what you're kind of saying with the warm up, I think we're definitely supporters of a dynamic warm up style. Um, we actually, again, on our website, if you look, we just posted a blog about stretching yeah, yeah. and 
yeah. you know, the it might not be doing exactly what you think it's doing, and you know, just the sh kind of short term effects of, of yeah. stretching can, versus yeah, you, can you know that one study. The, yeah, we we were just looking into a study recently that um, showed that you know do after performing about five rounds of a relatively vigorous uh, stretching protocol. I mean, vigorous just mean long, like prolonged yeah. static stretching. Uh -huh. The effects only lasted for about six minutes for each. Um, six participant. minutes. Wait, wait. <laughs> yes. So, like, you'll touch your toes, and then six minutes later, you just, just be back to normal. Yeah. Well, it'll take about thirty-two minutes to get back to completely the state that you were, that you before. were in beforehand. But yeah, essentially, the the max amount of stretch that you can get is only going to last you about six minutes before you go back to your normal state. So it's just not. It doesn't quite have the long-term effect. I think that people think that it does. Over well, yeah. And I think also time, but... from like the performance standpoint, like mm -hmm. when you actually go to, to move, the reason dynamic stretches are so much better is because it starts to engage the muscles and get them used to the activity, like you say, mm -hmm. you know, prep you for exactly what you're trying to do yeah. versus static stretches that kind of like a lot of athletic ability is based around that elastic component, your mm -hmm. ability to kind of create power by, you know, if you're a sprinter, you're going to kind of have some tenseness in your hamstrings or calves to be able to push the ground away, you know, mm -hmm. propel yourself forward. Yeah. And so when you static stretch, you lose some of that elasticity. And so you're not as powerful mm -hmm. when you what go to do hell? it. Same kind of thing where there was a, there was another research study that I was reading recently that talked a little bit about uh, power loss from even too much of a dynamic warmup. Oh. And so sometimes it caused like, you know, depending on the length of the warmup, and this is like for like, you know, mostly like, like high performance type mm -hmm. athletes, but still, you know, if you have like a high school track athlete or something, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes doing too long of a warm up fatigues the muscle too much and then you get a decreased performance. And so there's, it's usually a, a balance of finding what works best for that specific individual where they feel like, you know, uh, you know, here's what I need to get to where, like exactly where I need to be. And it's like a tested thing, just like, a, you know, just as like an example, if you ask like a baseball pitcher, um, in the you know professional levels, how many pitches it takes for them to get to max velocity, they'll know down to the, the single pitch, you know? And so the more that you can recognize your body and, and what you need to warm up that, that gives you, you know, your best shot at doing your best, then I think that's kind of the key. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of research studies there. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 kind of like an interesting. It's always like a lot more complicated than you think. Yeah, but then yeah, you know, realistically, then, then the goal is trying to make it simple again. It's just like feel yourself out, feel feel what works best for you. Yeah, absolutely, you know? it's not all the research. It makes a lot of sense though, right? Just kind of, I say that all the time. Literally, it's like if I made a shirt, like what I'm saying, it's probably in the top five. It's like just feel it out. Yeah, so I say it like, yeah. it's like you know, just feel it out. Whatever you're doing, just feel it out because nothing's ever going to be perfect. You know, like everybody's like you know, obviously the Vesuvian man or whatnot, but yeah. you know, everything is a little bit different. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. built a little differently, and you yeah. don't know exactly what is going to move. It's gonna yeah, how, how it's gonna day move. to day anyway. Yeah, exactly. so. so you just want to kind of have a range yeah. of motion, more or less, right? right. Yeah. That's why they have the name range of motion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty sure. cool. Yeah, I think we kind of covered any, everything yeah. that I was thinking about. All right, so yeah, I think, uh, man, I feel I feel like yeah, it's just a short conversation, but we covered so much. I mean, uh, seems like mostly it seems like mostly what we're talking about. Even though you know, there's obviously a scientific approach to what we're doing here, as you heard with the uh, research uh, that we were talking about. I didn't even know about the stretch. I knew, you know, it's funny. I actually knew. Um, What's the word? Not inherently. Yeah, something like that. Intuitively, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. the word. Uh, I, was, I knew intuitively, like, stretching was not exactly the greatest thing for it. I knew it was like, it's supposed to be good, but six minutes. I had no idea. Six mm -hmm. minutes. And then 32 minutes, you're just, like, back to normal. So folks out there that are stretching before and after your workouts, probably, hey, wait, what should you do after your workouts? If you're not, if the 32 minutes, what should you be doing after your workouts then? Uh, should you be stretching? It depends. Yeah. Think, you're never going to go wrong with stretching. I really don't okay. think Okay, even though it's only 32 minutes? It's, not, it's always going <laughs> to give you a temporary, you know, pain relief or whatever. Like, you'll, uh -huh. like it's not going to necessarily hurt you okay. um, to stretch after a workout, okay. I would say. But it feels but, good. Yeah, you know? I think mm -hmm. but doing a proper, like, cool down, you know, where it's, like, you know, allowing yourself to kind of come down from the workout. And if you're doing, say, like, a vigorous sprint of some sort, you know, coming coming back to your normal state by going through more gentle movements i would say doing like some mobility work after your workout yeah. mm -hmm. um and you know taking your joints through their range of motion in just a controlled manner is probably what i would recommend after a workout yeah okay i think yeah it kind of depends on the context right if you're, if you're trying to like 
you know, create more mobility. Usually you do that through like loading things and doing mobility focused work rather than just stretching. Mm -hmm. but yeah, if you're looking to feel a little bit better after a workout, it's okay to it's okay know, to stretch. It's okay. <laughs> All right, All right. So I retract my, my former statement, my previous statement. Feel free to stretch, but don't expect it to do anything other than uh, make you feel good for six to 32 minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you, as you were, as they were saying, yes, uh, you know, if you really were trying to uh, get that mobility that is, they yeah. say you're supposed to get from stretching is that you want to work on your mobility uh, by, you know, loading up the joints. Yeah. Um, so actually, we're going to end this. <laughs> we're bringing it right back in. <laughs> so I was actually um, looking up the other day. There's a guy that used to be down the street and uh, he used to teach this thing called kin stretch. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I think it's actually from the West Coast. I'm not sure if you're. I think so. Let me just drop my phone here. Yeah, so I was taking my notes. Um, but yeah, uh, do, are, you, are you familiar with the kin stretch at all? Um, not well enough to comment on like the okay. protocol of it. But I, I guess like That's usually awesome. those things are like like it's it's a protocol meant to create more like mobility or mm -hmm. like uh, create more flexibility and stuff, mm -hmm. right? And so like they'll take you through different positions or poses if you're familiar with. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then a lot of it is to like you know help like open up and create like a, a greater range of motion, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so usually with those things, there, there's a lot of different flavors of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's kin stretch, there's like FRC. Yes, um, yeah. There's there are a bunch of them, and mm -hmm. they're all fantastic. But I think when it comes to I guess like I always look at the similarities between the the approaches, mm -hmm. and a lot of the similarities come to you know finding a range of motion that one can be improved, mm -hmm. and then two being able to load or hold those positions and control those positions. Control, yes. So it's not just about like stretching something; um, it's about like stretching and holding and being able to kind of adapt to to, to be able to get to that position. Mm -hmm. And it's a progressive process versus just kind of like you know hanging out for five minutes and holding the stretch and then expecting tomorrow that you'll be able to get back in that position easily. Mm, okay. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't taken kin stretch or even FRC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, those those can be super helpful, and it's uh, it's nice to have somebody who's yeah around. Uh, and actually, well, Joanna just wrote an entire blog, that same blog that she was referencing, all about the differences between like flexibility and mobility, which is where a lot of that uh, that research stuff was was cited. So check out that article. <laughs> <laughs> and momentum, momentumchiropractic right? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's about focus. You do a lot. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. So wait, you were just saying something about like uh, moving joints that are able to move and not. In some joints, maybe. All right, so, is there like certain things that shouldn't be moving? <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat? All right. the so, no, no. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you were just saying. Elon, it was about like, uh, you know, some some joints are like, you know, we have to make sure that we'll benefit from stretching that or increasing the range of motion, whereas other things, you know, you don't. And well, if there's another the kind of joint by joint approach and stability yeah. and mobility and yeah. I think so. This is another concept that we talk about all the time in the clinic, um, but it's called the joint by joint theory or complex, and it's kind of just a way to think about um, your body and how like the different I guess I'll call it style of joint will show up in your body. Mm -hmm. So they essentially it categorizes joints as either being mobile or stable, mm -hmm. and so. And, you, and they kind of appear in your body in an alternating fashion. So it's like if you start at maybe the foot and work your way up, um, you want your there's a bunch of joints in your foot. Yeah, but of course, yes. Overall, you want your foot to be stable. Now, the ankle technically only has about three joints there or just like one main one, I suppose. But um, that you want to be mobile. Mm -hmm. And then going up the chain, your knee, you want to be stable. You don't want your knee moving around all sloppy in a bunch of different directions. <laughs> just say sloppy. That's you got a sloppy knee. Yeah. Every time patients have sloppy knees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you want you want a nice, clean, stable knee. You need you need a mobile joint um, in your hip. You know, your hips move in a bunch of like many different planes of motion. And uh, moving up the spine, you want your low back stable, mm -hmm. mid back, thoracic spine mobile, 
uh, cervical spine, you want, well, the bottom technically is, yeah. is more stable and the upper part of your cervical spine would be mobile. So it's kind of just, yeah. Yeah. and same thing with the upper extremity, it's, you know, they kind of are appearing in this mobile stable fashion. Um, so we take that approach a lot um, when talking to patients about, you know, why we're trying to stabilize the low back or mobilize the hips. Um, yeah. Because, you know, if you're lacking one of these like mobility or stability um, in one area, you're going to find it in a different area, but maybe it's not designed it's to take on that kind of load. Oh, so a lot of the time you might be experiencing low back pain, but maybe the problem is your hips aren't moving as well as they should be. Mm. So we're looking at your hips to see, you know, as your low back picking up the slack from your hips. So yeah. in that sense, yes, there's some joints that you want to be quote unquote stable oh. and others more mobile. Yeah, that's an interesting insight on your philosophy though. I mean, I just, that's not really your philosophy though. That's pretty much like, oh, we steal it from everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But that's not an original. Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, Gray Cook yeah. and uh, Mike, Mike Boyle. Boyle. Okay. Yeah. Mike Boyle is strength and conditioning up in Boston. And then Gray Cook's with functional movement systems. And okay. SFMA and stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's their thing. That's their thing. Well, that, makes, yeah. that makes a ton of sense, though. I mean, it yeah. pretty much explains the chain of how, you know, how we have injuries that go from one place that, you know, actually stem from another place. Yeah. Another yeah. episode of mine from a while back, actually, uh, I uh, made the body analogous to a sailboat in which, like, you have sails and rudders and, uh, you know, pulleys that essentially, you know, you have your sails that... You know, I broke it down in a different way and maybe, you know, I'm a personal trainer, so I see things a little differently than yeah. a chiropractor, but I see the sails as like maybe your, your muscles, whereas the pulleys and the rudders may be like more your ligaments and joints. For sure. So, um, and if you have too much tautness on one, on one side, you're going to have irregular movements through your sails or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, yeah. That's, all right. That's a good analogy. <laughs> I, might, I might steal that one. Yeah, I might steal that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works, right? I mean, that's the next blog is going to be about the yeah, sailboat right? analogy. Hey, that's what it is, right? Hey, it is what it is. Steal, steal away. As a, a famous saying from uh, Picasso, he said, uh, uh, good artist copy, a great artist steal. Yeah. And that's really what it is, right? Taking someone else's ideas and essentially making them your own. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, st yeah. absolutely yeah. steal away. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah, it's like, I think it's, we, we've had a lot of fun with it where it's, you know, you take these concepts and try to boil them down to very simple, you yeah. know, like explanations. And I think the more, I mean, it's fun for us to do it. It helps us to be better at what we do. Mm -hmm. and so then we just, yeah, like you, it's like, you know, put it out on social media, put it on the website mm -hmm. and, and hope that maybe it helps somebody better understand something. Yeah. And, yeah. Have light switches, like light switch moments, is like they call them. We just flick the switch and you're like, ah, yes, I understand. Yeah. You know, sometimes you might have to hit it a few times or whatnot, but sometimes it's just like the right words just come together and people understand what you're saying. So that's yeah, yeah that's really cool. I understand. I really appreciate you guys for that. I think it's like we're, 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 us Libras are really on the same page here. Yeah, I was like really thinking about that balance and thinking about how the whole body kind of combines together to you know make movements in general. And uh, you know, obviously there's that mindset aspect we talked about with like you know stress and how that maybe um, presents itself in the body.